0: Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to talk to you about an individual who has been a great inspiration to me, the Austrian mystic Rudolf Steiner. Steiner is the founder of the Anthroposophy Movement, which is active throughout the world today. And He was uh, what one would have to call a polymath in, in the very broadest sense. He was a creative genius in many, many, many Different areas. He developed, for example, just one of his contributions is an art form known as Eurythmy, in which one takes the spoken word of poetry and expresses it through both voice and movement at the same time. So it's like dance, it's not dance, it's like poetry, but it's more than poetry, it's like yoga. But it's different than yoga. The idea is to express through movement the etheric quality of the emotions and the words of the poetry. And uh, this is a very unusual. People who express themselves through eurythmy can become Uh, quite magnetic and powerful, at least the ones that I've met. I was first exposed to Anthroposophy in 1968. It was an important part of my awakening to the realm of spiritual science. I remember vividly sitting in the cafeteria at the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee where I was taking a summer course and a, a man walked into the auditorium and began passing out leaflets. And I, I picked one up. And read the phrase spiritual science. And at that moment, I had a mini Kundalini <laughs> experience. I felt shivers moving up and down my spine. Uh, that's only occurred a few times in my life. And so I attended the lecture. In fact, as I recall, it was a weekend program, and I got deeply engrossed. Uh, I confess, I'm not a follower, I never joined uh, anthroposophy or any other movement of that sort. But, I've been deeply moved by the work that they do. Now, Steiner, in addition to developing eurythmy, was a philosopher, a classically trained German philosopher. He uh, worked on the uh, Nietzsche archives. He worked on the Goethe archives. He uh, wrote books about both Goethe and Nietzsche. And, um he's written some 200 books and given some 6000 lectures uh and the Rudolf Steiner archives which you can find simply through google uh maintains uh, these and they're available for you most of them are available online uh, in addition, he was an architect, and uh, you'll see here a picture of uh, a building he designed. I think it was built around 1925, uh, or shortly thereafter. He died in 1925. It was one of the earliest uh, buildings uh, using the method of poured concrete, and you can see the design itself is quite unique. Prior to that, there was a wooden structure. It was called the Gertianum, and it's the world headquarters of the Anthroposophy movement. Anthroposophy meaning the study of man in the deep sense, because before he founded Anthroposophy, Steiner was the head of the German branch of the Theosophical Society, founded by Madame Blavatsky. The Theosophical Society drifted more and more towards Eastern thought and Buddhism, and eventually set up headquarters in India. Steiner was more oriented towards the Western mystical tradition, and that's when he broke away from Theosophy and set up the Anthroposophical Movement. But, he was quite a creative genius in his own right. He wrote plays that are performed today in the Girtiyanam, which is one of the largest theaters, at least when I visited it back in the early 70s, it was said to be the largest theater in Europe outside of Moscow. And. Uh, he it, the building has stained glass windows uh, with a unique method of carving into the glass to create images of color and light and that was developed by Steiner and he is also known as the father of biodynamic farming he founded a system of education that is very active today known as waldorf schools he uh, developed systems of economics and Politics. He uh, actively uh, contributed uh, to visionary literature, and I have referred to him in the very first segment of the In Present series uh, because his book, Knowledge of Higher Worlds and Its Attainment, was a big inspiration to me. Here, I'm showing you now a watercolor painting done by Malsby Kimball, who I met back in nineteen sixty eight when he was the president of the Anthroposophical Society in America and and a fine painter in watercolor. This is a style of painting developed by Rudolf Steiner. It's called Master and Disciples, and it portrays a master, a spiritual master, working with disciples on the astral plane. Now, Rudolf Steiner also wrote about a process he called initiation, and I'd like to discuss that uh, now. He One, one might say initiation is a concept one can find both in Eastern and Western mystical traditions. And in a previous segment of In Presence on blocks to psychic functioning, I talked about how we have a difficult time taking in the pain of the world. We tend to numb ourselves so that we don't have to experience the pain of the world. And I also talked about Sigmund Freud's great discovery, that we don't even want to know about our own pain, our own suffering, uh, and our own feelings that are not consistent with the values of the larger society, our sexual and aggressive urges. So, when Steiner writes about initiation, he refers to what he calls having to pass through the guardian of the threshold. And he says there are two of them the lesser guardian and the greater guardian. And one has to be spiritually and morally prepared for this. I think that's especially why Steiner wrote that one should seek to take two steps towards ethics before taking one step toward knowledge or power because the confrontation with the guardian of the threshold is necessary in order to achieve spiritual initiation. Uh, Now, as I say, I'm not a follower of the movement. I'm certainly not an expert in some of the fine points of what initiation means to people in Anthroposophy, but I do have my own take on it based on personal experience and study, and it's this, that in order to achieve an initiation, and opening up to these higher worlds, and opening up to one's own clairvoyant and psychic abilities, tuning in, one might even say, to the infinite, one has to confront one's own shadow. To me, the guardians of the threshold are what we might think of as the Jungian shadow, our own dark side, both greater and lesser. Now, that's going to mean different things to different people. Um, I remember once I visited the uh, Rosicrucian Society in uh, San Jose, California, where they uh, have AMORC, uh, one of the uh, major Rosicrucian orders around the world. They have a wonderful facility there in an Egyptian temple, and they showed me a little room where people go for uh, spiritual expansion, and one might even say spiritual initiation, and you sit and stare into a mirror. That's what it's about, so that you can see yourself more deeply. And I do think uh, in these circumstances one confronts aspects of oneself that get pushed away that we don't want to look at. Maybe it's our selfishness, or even our tendency towards uh, avarice, or gluttony, or greed, or uh, violence, anger. Uh, These things exist within all of us. and In order for us to be able to take in the pain of the world, we have to look at our own pain. That, I think, is uh, one of the lessons that I draw from Rudolf Steiner, but mostly what I draw from him is a great exuberance of creativity. He was a sculptor, he uh, an artist, a a farmer, a, a developer of forms of medicine and education, and an incredible example of what is possible in the human realm. Many uh, anthroposophists believe that Steiner is the embodiment of the Nietzschean Superman, and I think they make a credible argument for that. And one can look throughout history at other similar individuals. Now, Steiner claimed to be clairvoyant. and Many of his writings are of of a visionary nature. He's certainly not a clairvoyant in the sense that parapsychologists would put him in a laboratory and test him for uh, card guessing or remote viewing, although I have no reason to think he wouldn't be able to do that, but that was never part of his path. He developed uh, insights into the nature of Christianity, into the nature of uh, world spiritual systems, uh, and founded a school of Christianity, as a matter of fact, uh, that integrated, uh, ironically, not just the uh, Christian mythology, but he incorporated into it Ahriman, the uh, one of the deities from the Persian Zoroastrian tradition. He wrote about Atlantis. He, he wrote about many esoteric subjects that I might, if I put on my critical hat, would disagree with. But, overall, I find Rudolf Steiner to be a, a very important beacon of light in the world. I'm very glad that uh, uh, he lived and that he founded this movement, uh, which has uh, grown uh, to be stable and strong in the world. So, I'd, I'd like to leave you with the thought about initiation. If you were to confront the greater or the lesser guardian of the threshold who would admit you into a realm of higher mystical spiritual functioning, what do you imagine that might be like for yourself? I'll leave you with that thought. And thank you for being with me.